do 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 do. Here we go. My name is Todd Adams. This is Kathy Adams. Welcome back to uh, Zen Parenting Radio, episode number two hundred and seventy-six. Our first one of twenty sixteen, which is kind of a big deal, right? Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Yes. Um, five years, sweetie. This is our five-year anniversary. anniversary. Yes. So five. Is it five or is it six? I don't know. It's either five or six. <laughs> I thought it was five. If it's six, that's funny. Because that's uh, uh, years are pretty long. So we do about 50 a year, 50, and we're on 276, 350, 100, 253. I don't know. Whatever. Well, it's Whatever. our anniversary. Whatever, Russ. It's been a while. Um, on today's show, you ready? Sure. Uh, new things to be impressed by? Yes. Is that what you're calling it? Well, 2016. I think there's some new things that we should aspire to be impressed by. And I'm, I was just telling Todd that I saw a blog, I think it was on being minimalist. Um, and he was saying his blog was titled things we shouldn't be impressed by anymore, which you can imagine what those include, you know, uh, fashion statements or, or not that designers, um, money, you know, cars, all that kind of stuff. And I thought, how about switch that and let's focus on what we can be impressed by and which might help us in our lives. You wanted to put a positive spin on it. Yeah. Well, what, you know, if you can't do, if you're not going to be impressed by that, then what should we be impressed by? Me? All the time, of course. That's right. Uh, Also going to hopefully get to one, maybe two listeners' questions, depending on how our discussion goes. And then uh, finally, we let our 12-year-old watch a PG-13 movie last night. Correct. Well, it wasn't our first PG-13 movie. No, but it was kind of a big one. What's that movie, sweetie? Sixth Sense. That poor little dude. Did you ever talk to your mom about how things are? I don't tell her things. Why not? Because she doesn't look at me like everybody else, and I don't want her to. I don't want her to know. Know what? He doesn't want her to know, sweetie. He has secrets. I want to tell you my secret now. That's all I have. <laughs> it's pretty good. Um, I... My heart breaks for that kid in that movie. You think? I hadn't seen that movie in so many years, and so I I hadn't seen it since I'd become a parent. Yeah. And through the eyes of a parent, that movie oh, yeah. is heartbreaking. It's a different level. It's like... You, you know, it's because you identify with the mom, whereas I, before you probably totally. didn't identify with anybody or you'd identify with the kid. Yeah, you're more focused on the movie itself. You're not like, right. you know, and I was like, this is... And I identified with him, like how hard... That yeah. must be. He's carrying the weight of the world on his shoulders. You know? If and you haven't seen it, you got to see it. It's a good movie. Oh, everybody's seen The Sixth Sense, right? Yeah. Most people. There's no way no one's seen that. We're not going to give away. We're not going to give away the the twists and turns of the movie. <laughs> um, so we wanted to have a quick discussion about allowing, because our daughter is starting to get intrigued by horror films. Right. And we... I don't know. I feel like we've been talking about this for the last few weeks. And finally, we settled on Sixth Sense. Now, granted, Sixth Sense is not your traditional horror movie, but it's kind of creepy. It's kind of scary. But it's not like stupid, like Friday the 13th or Halloween. I think what you and I decided is, okay, or and she and not, she was involved in this discussion too. Let's start with something suspenseful and scary that's actually a good movie. Yeah, because I don't want to sit, because we watched it with her. Yeah. I don't want to sit through a bad movie. There's right. enough bad I, I got enough to do. Well, not only that, but I kind of um wanted to start with something that was of course Sixth Sense is scary, but it's not crazy over the top scary. It's like manageable scary. And it wasn't made to scare you. It no. was made to be a good movie. Whereas all these other stupid movies the like whole intention. S- Saw and everything is just simply there to It's s- gratuitous. Yeah, gratuitous scariness. Correct. 
So we watched it. Um, certain things we had to kind of pause and help our daughter understand just so she can grasp everything in the movie, right? Like all movies, Like you all know. movies. Mm-hmm. I have to do that when I'm watching a Law and Order with you. <laughs> like, wait a second. What did he say? Where's he going? Rikers? <laughs> Why are they talking about this? Why is Lenny Who is doing that, that guy? <laughs> That's me. That's us. That's the role I play in our marriage. Most of the time, with the exception of the big short, Yes. I'm always... Uh, asking you what's going on in this thing very true and in the big short i i i wasn't too annoying right no i i actually enjoyed uh explaining it to you because usually i'm the one lost because for those of you who haven't seen the big short you should go see it it's not going to win best picture i don't think but it's going to be nominated Mm -hmm. so it's right up there and it is you know all about the collapse of the um the housing industry, is that how you'd say it? The real estate industry? The economy. The economy. Yeah, better way to say it. And how that happened. And um, literally, I don't just mean how it happened to the people, how it happened. Right. And so there was a lot of financial lingo thrown out there that I could. And and uh, Adam McKay, who directed it, did a great job in trying to explain something explain very it. complex and confusing because most of the craziness that happens in the financial industry is deliberately confusing because the more confused we are as consumers, the more likely it is they'll be able to pull the wool over our eyes and make money uh, from us. And while that statement that Todd just said sounds so negative or so harsh, and usually that wouldn't be something I would say we'd want to talk about on this show, unfortunately, in this case, it was true. Yeah. I mean, the whole intention was kind of to screw people. Well, and uh, we, we had no intention to talk about this movie on today's show, but after the movie was over, like, oh my gosh, what, what can we do? What are we going to do? And the first thing I said is, well, we need to elect people who want to see certain things happen with banking regulations. And then the other thing we can do is empower ourselves and our children with financial literacy. Exactly. Those are the two things we can do. Exactly. We have to not – and the, the thing that I was just saying about new things to be impressed by – Yeah. A part of the problem, a huge part of the problem is that underlying um, need to have stuff, things, money, more be the best. That is really the underlying need because it's that we measure ourselves on that bottom line. Exactly. And that causes the problem because all of these people were already wealthy. They just wanted to be wealthier. Yeah, they they wanted to, instead of being a millionaire, they wanted to be a billionaire. And to do that, they did that on the backs of millions of people yes. and ki- and in the end and the they is spread it's not one it's not entity one they. it's a whole system right it's not just the banks it's not just the regulators it's not just the politicians that's not you know some of the blame has to be on the people who got these loans exactly it's like a it's like a big is it a compilation it's like a yeah. big group of people who were all willing to look the other way yes. and say i'm just going to do this because it it it's stuff. Right. You know what I mean? It's money. It's right. it's a thing. And so it's, what were we talking about before we were Law talking and Order? About, uh, we were talking about the Sixth Sense oh, and yeah. the fact that she wanted to understand what was going on. So we watched it. Um, is she, at, you know, we replayed the end for her so she could fully grasp that. I'm not going to say anything about it. Right. But, and then afterwards, obviously, it was a little creepy. There mm-hmm. were parts that she was, you know, covering her face. And afterwards, what I said to her was, um, you know, listen – I this is what it feels like, right? You know, she's seen scary things. She's seen all the Harry Potter movies. And, and even though some people may laugh, those are scary. Like there's some scary parts in those movies, Suspenseful, don't you think? Yeah. Sure. Um, 
but uh, I said, this is what it's like. So this is... Right. And she's getting to the age where she's going to go to her friend's house where the parents aren't home and they have a DVD of some scary horror movie and she's going to have to make a decision. Right. And here's the decision. It's not necessarily I'm going to call my mom and go home, which she could do. Many, most kids wouldn't. But most kids won't. probably including our own. And to, to, you know, talk about our conference, which is the Let's Get Real conference, let's get real. Like our kids aren't picking up the phone and saying... Can I come home just because they're watching a rated R movie? Yeah. I mean, maybe some there are kids some, might. Um, but that's not always happening. So what I said to her is, "This is what it is. This is how you feel afterwards." Because she was kind of like, eh, "Like it's time for bed, and this is how I'm going to go to bed." And I said, "So and th- and I was very honest and said, "Honey, this is nothing. Yeah, like this what, is tame. This is tame compared to a lot of the stuff that's out there." So. When you are confronted with this, and she actually stopped me and she goes, well, I'm just going to get on my phone or something while they're watching it. So she can come up with her own tools. I wasn't there to lecture her about here's what you do. My intention was to give her the information she needs so she can make her own choice in the moment. Right. So if you know how you feel after a scary movie and how it sticks with you, how you don't have a hard time going to sleep, or that, you know, these these images are really – uh, what's the word I'm looking for? They're really uncomfortable, yeah. right? And they, and they stick they in stick. your brain. Um, so now that you know that, this will give you the information you need to make the best choice for you in every situation. But as Todd and I have said a million times to her and to you guys, we're not going to be there all the time. No. And I also don't believe that saying you better not watch it or you're going to be grounded or in trouble is effective at all. Well, and the whole idea of us kind of starting this, you know, scary movie watching with her as opposed to letting her figuring figuring it out on her own. You know, it's just a discussion happened before, during, after. Like this was an ongoing process. And it would be, you know, first of all, I thought it was rated R, but I looked at it. It was PG thirteen. Interesting. It's a scary PG thirteen yeah. movie. But um what I I just want I don't want to prohibit all scary movies or all rated R movies. There's probably I mean, I don't know. I'm She's probably watched some radar movies with us, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, things Forrest like Gump. the Blues Brothers, right? Well, things like uh, Forrest Gump's not rated. PG thirteen. Uh-huh. Anyways, I, I, it's all about slowly entering into the world of movies, TV, technology, choices, choices, and in adult living. Like, right. here's the thing: is our our kids are going there anyway. Yeah. So our whole idea to say, well, I'm going to put the kibosh on it. You can't see this. You can't do this. It's like trying to hold down a person and saying, I'm not going to allow this. Right. And what are they going to do? They're going to rebel. They're going to lie. They're mm. going to. And and so and it's also just to be that support system for them when they're having that experience. Like, I want her to um, feel that she can come home and be like, oh my gosh, this movie was on and it was brutal and here's what I did versus what'd you do on the sleepover? Nothing. Right. You know, like, it's not, we don't need to have big secrets around these things that if she can start making certain choices now and make those mistakes now. See, that's the other thing is, She's not going to do it all correct. Sure. <laughs> She's not going to make every choice, you know, the best choice. So I want to be that person that she can talk to when those choices aren't great. And that's something that you are extremely good at as far Thank as you. opening up that line of communication. That's something I'm still working on. And I'm sure you could probably get better at it too, but you're a lot better at it than I am. can always get better. And And I will also say that this topic, the reason we've talked about it so many times is it's somewhat near and dear to my heart because I started watching scary movies when I was 12 and they really kind of 
blew my mind. And um, I had a kind of a love-hate relationship with them and something I had to like work through and evolve through and make decisions much later in life about. So I feel like I have some knowledge to offer her, yeah. like not to say don't do it, but to say here's my experience with this. And it's not just about horror movies, you guys. That's just kind of the metaphor for everything else. It's about watching the news at mm-hmm. night. It's about reading books that are really heavy and negative. It's about taking in information from other people that hurt your brain Mm -hmm. and making that your reality. That's the struggle that I had when I was young, not just about horror movies. That was just one piece. That's what I want to help the girls with is all this negativity is out here. You are sometimes going to choose it. You are sometimes going to be exposed to it. You are going to experience it without you even wanting to. But then is that the truth or is that a piece of a much bigger pie and you can decide what you want to focus on. So um, that's that. That is that. Um, I forgot to do our intro. Don't forget our motto, sweetie. It's the best predictor of a child's well-being is a parent's self-understanding. I think this is episode number 276. Uh And why uh, listen to Zen Parenting Radio? Because you'll feel outstanding. That's right, baby. And our first partner uh, is uh, Dr. Kelly from the Tree of Life, Chiropractic Care. Uh, number is 630-941-8733. It's January. Time for new beginnings. That's right. Do some wellness checks and go see Dr. Kelly and make sure your nervous system and your spinal, your spine. Your spine? Yeah. That's it? Period? I was going to say spinal area, but it doesn't seem like an area. Well, it's not really an area. It's kind of your whole body. Your whole existence. Your whole- so check in <laughs> on your whole existence and go to Dr. <laughs> Kelly. Chirotree.com. All right. What about this impressed thing? Um, well, I would rather talk about the conference real quick and do this. Oh. So the conference, everybody. This conference. Too loud. There's Kathy. Kathy. That's uh, Kathy Richardson singing. She's our musical guest at the conference. You guys, this conference is totally sneaking up. I was just saying to Todd the other day, oh, it's three months away. And he's like, uh, no, it's two months away. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. But oh, my gosh, in the best way. I'm so excited. If you do not have your tickets to this conference, if you have not registered, please do that. ZenGetsReal.com. Get your tickets. Get all set. Get your hotel room if you're flying in. Um, It is such an amazing group of people, Um, our partners, our speakers, the people who are already attending. This is what I want to talk about. Two people that will be there that day. One of them, this lovely woman who is singing, Kathy Richardson. She is somebody that Todd and I have been uh, going to see perform since we were in our 20s. She's yeah. amazing. You guys are going to uh, – it's kind of one of those things where we almost don't want to talk about it and just have you guys experience it. Right. She's so good. Yeah. Um, and her wife, Rachel Richardson, she runs a company here in Elmhurst, but it's obviously national. It's a um, – a company called Shining Shakti. She creates yoga pants and – Everybody in this area, this Chicagoland area, tends to wear shining Shakti pants. You can, when you walk around anywhere in Elmhurst or any other suburb, you tend to see them everywhere. So it's owned by Rachel Richardson, and this was her vision, to create vibrant clothes for the active, stylish woman who is conscious of her impact on Earth. They use organic fibers, they manufacture solely in the United States, hand-dye each garment to produce a wearable piece of art that will inspire women to radiate beauty, freedom, and playful exuberance. Isn't that gorgeous? ShiningShakti.com. And the reason I'm telling you about Rachel is because she is going to be there. as one. She's one of our partners. Um, she'll have a table. Mm-hmm. So she's going to have her Shining Shakti clothes there. So we're going to have Kathy and Rachel there. It's going to be great. I know. The Richardson family. Um, so I just wanted to tell you about both of them because it'll give you a little more excitement about being 
with us on March 11th and 12th. And if you uh, have a business and you'd like to get some information about partnering with us for the conference, uh, shoot me an email at comments at zenparentingradio.com. Only a few spots left, though. Yeah. So um, we're... Very few. Yes. So jump on that because we're kind of wrapping all that up. Right. What about your other deal? So... The, these are the new things that we can be impressed by this year. Other okay? than me. You ready? Yeah, other than you because that's just a given. Um, and there's five things. Ooh, five. I know. So let's go through them. Let's hear it. The, the number one thing to be impressed by this year. Are you going to give me a drum roll or anything? Yeah, you make bet. it exciting. Oh, I got drum rolls, drum rolls coming out the eyeballs. Okay, because I want people to be really impressed by these things they should be impressed by. Yeah, I understand. There it is. Number one, let's be impressed by realness and honesty. Realness, honesty. Why? And and I don't just mean honesty like us going around telling everybody the you know cold hard truth all the time. I mean honesty in who we are. I mean honesty in what we believe. I mean honesty in how we relate to each other, um, or realness in how we express ourselves. Just enough of the like. Dumb small talk. Quit pretending. Quit pretending to be something you're not. And quit um, quit thinking that that is a protective measure because that's actually a very harmful thing to do. Mm-hmm. When you go out in the world and you present yourself in this like pristine way where there's nothing wrong with you and you think you, you know, you're saying all the perfect things or you think you're doing all the perfect things, not only is that suffocating to your own system, but you are not connecting to people. Well, and you think it's like the safe route, but actually the only safe route is to put yourself out there. Exactly. To live a life of authenticity, you have to be you have to have some risk. You have to be courageous. You have to show who you are as opposed to just showing who you think everybody wants you to be. And that, even that, Todd, I'm going to be who I think everybody thinks I should be. Other people aren't thinking about you. No. There's this crazy narcissism we have that we're like, I'm going to go out there because everyone wants me to do this. Who are you talking about? Yeah. You. Th- it's no, a self-created story in your brain. It is. It's a story. You know what the other people are thinking about when you walk in the room? Same thing that you're thinking of is I, they want to be perceived in a certain They're way. They're thinking about themselves. Yeah. And so what we need to do is stop thinking that we're doing something for other people or thinking that we need to do something because other people expect it and start just being who we are and recognize how we connect to people in a totally different way. Not only do we connect to people, we feel better. We're not sick. So much of stress comes from this need to keep up appearances. And if that starts to dissipate, a lot of your stress starts to dissipate. So that first thing, let's be more impressed by people's realness and honesty. And instead of ripping them down for it, let's start to tell them or to just recognize, even if we don't share it verbally, how amazing that is. I'm, I'm with you. Okay. Number two. Number two. Another great thing to be impressed by this year, relaxing. Relax. Relax. We are so impressed, as we talked about last week, about people being ridiculously busy. Yeah. We think that that is the the, the badge of honor. Like, mm. you know, if I'm super busy, then everybody will know what a valuable human being I am. If you really believe yourself to be a valuable human being, you're going to take care of yourself. And you're going to understand that relaxing is not only something that feels good, it's essential for your well-being. Right. If you want to be someone that other people want to be around, relax. Oh, my gosh. And 
again, that means a million different things because if you, as a parent, because the majority of people who listen to this are parents, if you are more relaxed, your children will relax. Yeah. Do you want to know what the number one uh, text I get from or an email from people is about? Uh, my kid's doing something bad. My kid is feeling what? Uh, sad. No, that's not the number one thing. What's the feeling that when we're not relaxing? Um, energetic. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. The The email I get most often about what can you recommend or can you recommend a therapist or can you re- recommend something is my kid is anxious. Ah. That's what I get the most. We got an interview coming up about anxiety. We do. Dr. Is, Dr. Martinez. That's not this week though, no, right? No, it's okay. in a few weeks. Oh. Um, so- point is, is if we can figure out how to relax, not only figure it out and make it a practice, but acknowledge that it's actually a much more impressive thing to do than be constantly at these high cortisol levels where we're like giving ourselves ulcers. What good does that do anybody? Right. What is, it makes no sense to me, even though I do it sometimes. Isn't that ironic? That is ironic. I just said it doesn't make sense to me, yet I find my own self doing it sometimes. So we practice what we need to learn, or excuse me. We- Here we go, sweetie. Kathy says relax. (laughs) I'm going to make shirts. I always liked this song. Did you like the shirts? You're just thinking of that Friends episode where Ross has it. Honey, I'm not just thinking of the Friends episode. I had one. You have one or had one? Did these guys have any other good songs? They had a second one. What was it called? When two don't go to war. Something. Come on, everybody. Jam out with us. I like it when he says, Hugh. is that coming up or it's no? Coming up. I like it when he says, Hugh. it's not coming anytime soon. That's too bad. Um, I had a Frankie says relax t-shirt and it was like a really big, like beach shirt and it had like a really big, uh, neckline. So yeah, I, so also in friends, I forgot to use the hand signal. Sorry about yeah, that. Todd, I noticed that last week's episode, Todd turned something on while I was talking and then he just did it again. So but, we have to go back to practicing the hand <laughs> signals because this is why I don't really get upset sitting here, right. but when you're listening to the show, it sounds really like not kind. Yeah. Do you right. know what I mean? Like you don't care what I'm saying. I know, but Frankie says, relax. <laughs> <laughs> so let's relax. What's number it. three? Okay, number three. Hold I need on, a drum, drum roll. We need to be more impressed with giving. Okay? Yes, I don't, agree. Don't you feel like so many people are like, um, and again, no, let me, I'm going to reframe that. So many people give and are charitable and thoughtful and, um, you know, willing to offer whatever they can. But so much of the time, I hear people too worried about what they have or don't have that they're unwilling to share. I will will practice this. What? Let me hear it. Keanu. Yes. I just found out about Keanu Reeves. And I think I heard this a while ago. He made like $120 million on the Matrix trilogy. Yes. And he gave 80 million of it away to the people that helped him make the movie. Correct. Because money just simply isn't that important to him. So here I am. You're saying, what was the third one? Giving? Uh, giving. I am acknowledging Keanu Reeves, who's not my favorite actor, no. but he's one. He's a lovely person. Lovely person. Like, I'm a bigger fan of his humanity than his movies. But except for Bill and Ted. That was kind of a dumb movie. Well, I kind of liked it. I was Bill and Ted one year for uh, Halloween. I remember. I wasn't both. I was just right. Ted. That'd be weird. <laughs> 
Um, um, but let me say this about him also, is that part of the reason, there's no way I can really know his life story, you know, that would be unfair, but we do know his history that he lost his best friend when he was really young. That was River Phoenix. He um, lost his girlfriend at a young age. He lost a baby. His baby was still born at eight months. And so uh, the reason I'm saying that is because sometimes when you have stuff like that happen to you early in life, you recognize that when you're making 121 million, maybe you only need the 30 yeah. million and you can give, right. you know, like he, he doesn't see, yeah. he's been awakened. How much is enough? How much is enough? That is, in going back to the big short, that was a question that Steve Carell asks in that movie to all these people who are so impressed with themselves yeah. about how much money they have. And that's this question, like, how much do you need? Right. And what we know the answer to be is it'll never be enough. Mm. You know, it's not just about money. It's anything. And that's the important thing about giving is um, the some of the books I've been reading over break, a lot of them have been about um, giving, you, you know, having a business. And of course, you have to have you have to make enough money mm. to have the business and to live. Like, you know, I, I, there's nothing wrong with making money and being able to provide for yourself. But then there comes a point where you have the ability to give and you have the ability to share. Secret to living? It Yeah. Is giving. Yes. Secret to living is giving. Oh, it rhymes too. Yeah. It's like a haiku. Yeah, except it's not. But it's like poetry. It is poetry. Yes, literally. It's a short poem. Because it rhymes. What's number four? Are we still going with um, You know why I said it's like a haiku? Because we just watched um, Wayne's, Wayne's World. World. I know. The girls did not get it. It, we we watched it as a family on Friday or whenever that was, and I thought they would think it was funny, and it turns out it doesn't translate. It doesn't hold up. It doesn't hold up. It does for Todd and I, kind of, because it's our, you know, but our even history. If I were to watch that movie for the first time as a 42-year-old, I'd be like, this isn't that funny. <laughs> but the reason I think it's funny is because I watched it originally as a 22-year-old, and I just kind of fall back into that. Well, and also Memory. those were characters that we knew. Right. You know what I mean? Like they're starting from scratch with these two guys. They don't right. know what they're talking about. Right. Um, so Garth, that was a haiku. So, okay. <laughs> so D, my next one, or I no, should say. No, it's number four. four. Well, I put we're A, We're not B, going C, letters. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's be more impressed with reusing stuff. Oh, reusing. Got okay. it. So I would like to say recycling, which of course is important too, because Todd and I had an experience over break where we were in this house for a while and there wasn't a lot of recycling going on. And dude, it is uncomfortable. Yeah. I mean, it is like to throw a plastic cup in a garbage can makes me want to like, and, and while I say this, I'm not judging anyone because I did it. Right. I threw that plastic cup in a garbage can and I had to like be like, it was like nails on a chalkboard. You yeah. know what I mean? You're kind of like, oh, this... You know, this doesn't feel right, even though, you know, anyway, we, we grow and learn. But this is the thing. It's not just about recycling what we throw away. It's about clothes, too. One of the things that um, a lot of the companies now um, that I've, you know, been noticing following is their focus is reusing old material and making clothes from that. Mm -hmm. Or a lot of the coolest stores around Chicagoland now is, you know, vintage clothes yeah. or um, consignment shops. Goodwill, like, man. Goodwill. Todd love loves it. Goodwill. I love giving to Goodwill. I love going to Goodwill to buy five sweaters for 10 bucks. Yeah. Well, and I'm very thankful because that's something, and I'm saying thankful because it wasn't necessarily something we planned to do, but it just so happens that one of the best consignment shops is not too far from where we live. It's like 30 minutes away. And since the girls were very little, we've mm -hmm. been going there and every season we go there and we just say, get whatever you want. Yeah. And it ends up being for like 
all these things, including coats and blah, 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 like maybe like 75 bucks. Right. And so that's been such a part of their life that when, you know, Cameron just said, I need new jeans, I need to go to, you know, Good Sense. Yeah. You know, that's where they consider their shopping. Instead of to going to the Gap for 60 bucks, they'll go to Good Sense and get it for six bucks. Exactly. And what's so cool is that at Good Sense, there are, there's lots of, even though I don't know how much they know about brand names, I'm sure they know some things, there's lots of good stuff there. Yeah. Good clothes that are being reused. Consignment no longer means bad. It just means somebody used it and now are giving it back to you. Exactly. It could be the justice or whatever those And I had a girlfriend uh, that was over a couple weeks ago and she had this awesome outfit on. And I said, gosh, you look good. And she goes, you know what I love about this outfit? Every single piece was given to me. Love it. Not bought for, given, like reused. So I told her, I said, I have like a bunch of sweaters and I, you know, she's like, I'll take them. Yeah. I want them. And I love that. Like I was kind of like, your sister does that with us too. Yeah. She brings her clothes over and I usually end up taking them. But let's do that for each Clear other. Clear out the stuff in your closet. If you haven't worn it in six months or a year, whatever, use your whatever time frame you want. Get rid of it. Donate it. Give it to a family in need. Give it to a friend who just loves it. Yep. Um, you know, reuse it somehow. It's mm. it's not about that there's only one way to do it. Just, you know, find a place because you know what the most stressful thing can be, Todd? What? Is when you don't know what to do with it. So do your, you know, like when you're cleaning out your closet and you're like, I don't know where to take this bag. Figure it out so then it's enjoyable. Well, um, I have read somewhere that... Usually, most people wait until like one random Sunday and they like do this big, huge project and they like get rid of all this stuff. Right. And uh, the Zen Habits guy, Leo. Yeah. He said, instead of doing that, just every few weeks, just put a few things in a bag. Yeah. And then take it to Goodwill because a lot of times we don't have time for that big Sunday project. So do a little bit at a time. That's what I do. I was going to say, so do I. Like I just did it um, the other day. I was folding clothes and I found three sweaters that were kind of hidden behind others that I haven't worn forever. And I was like, done, down. And a lot of times you want to know why? Because I don't have enough hangers. Yeah. So I'm like, if something new comes in, then this needs to go. Yeah. Because I don't have enough hangers. Okay. So that was number four. Number five. Last but not least. Yes. Let's be more impressed with contentment. Contentment. And why I say that is because I feel like we're really impressed with really low lows and really high highs. Mm -hmm. We love to give a ton of attention to people who are struggling constantly. And when I say this, I don't mean people who are really in crisis. I mean people who constantly live on that like low frequency where they see everything negatively. Right. Or we give a lot of attention to people who are on this crazy high, maybe this huge, you know, successful run, or they've made a lot of money, or their name is in a magazine, or, you know, whatever it is, we're like very focused there. And there's nowhere in between. And I have found, for myself at least, that I have become more enamored with people's contentment. One resource, we did a show called Finding Contentment and the Benefits of Empathy. It's our 183rd podcast. We did it in July of 2014. So if you want to, I, th- I think I remember that episode. Really? What it, we do- talk about? We discuss a, a blog, why it's important to teach empathy to boys. I don't know, whatever. But it's. I'm sure we talk a lot about contentment. Well, and I guess the way when when I say let's be more impressed with it from the outside, meaning let's notice it more in other people, but let's also acknowledge when we are content in ourselves. And instead of saying, I'm uncomfortable because nothing's high enough or low enough. Let's find some joy in that middle place because that's really where, that's where nature lives. 
you know, nature's the only reason nature gets really low is because we do yeah, bad we do stuff bad things. to it. Um, but most of the time, it's this really serene mm -hmm. middle ground, and we are nature. So, well, like uh, you know, a plant will only drink as much water as it needs. Yes, right. Yes. It's that that's that middle ground. But it's zenparentingradio.com slash one eighty three. That's like our rabbit. Our rabbit will only eat as much as it needs. Yes. I know that's not true for a lot of dogs and cats. Goldfish. Or we'll goldfish. They'll overeat until they die. Really? I think so. Oh, poor babies. But not um, ours. Ours is kicking. We got our goldfish <laughs> when we prepared Skylar for it to be dead like in a month. Because we got it in like one of those like bowls with food coloring in it. Yeah. And it's been four years. Four years. And that's with you throwing it down the garbage disposal I accidentally. I did throw him down the garbage disposal, but he was saved. We brought him back. He was resuscitated. He swam sideways for a while. He did. And who doesn't, right? <laughs> who does? And that was a year ago. Yeah. Like I, because I kept thinking a few days after, like I, yeah, I did like some to serious the damage, but no. So, Toddy, these are the things, the new things to be impressed with: realness, relaxing, giving, reusing, contentment. That's what I'm gonna try to focus my energy on. Well done, sweetie. Gracias. All right, uh, second partner is uh, Dr. John Kelly. It's not your father's dentist, and we'll be there two weeks from today Martin to Luther get our King Day. teeth cleaned. Yes. And also, he's going to help uh, the girls with their facial orthotropics, also known as something else. <laughs> <laughs> also known as how to straighten their teeth in a holistic and Thank aligned you, fashion. Much better than I did. Right. ChicagoDentistOnline.com. So reach out to Dr. John Kelly. He's on the northwest side of Chicago, 773-631-6844. And he'll be at the conference. Yes, he will. God bless that man. Good meet him. Um, all right. First question. My daughter, 15 this September, has been dating a boy, also 15, who has been dealt a tough deck of cards. Mm. His mom had him at 15, neglected him, resulting in him staying back a year at school. Their family has a record uh, of DUIs and domestic affairs. She loves him. I did get to know him. He spent holidays with us, took him for ice cream, watched sports. Though there were rumors of him cheating, she wanted to stay with him. And what I believe was an attempt to keep him, they ended up sneaking around in the middle of the night, uh, setting alarms for 2 a.m., messing around in the basement. Okay. Uh, this went on for some time before we caught them. She's not pregnant, although there was a scare. I'm, I'm heartbroken. What the heck do you do with all that? Huh. Very interesting, That's right? quite a question. Yeah, it is. Well, I think that... <clears throat> because it sounds like she said, I did get to know him, meaning mm -hmm. that, you know, the first thing would be Which is be the curious. first step of conscious parenting. Right. Because She's usually it. we already have a story for this young man Correct. before we get to know him. Correct. And what she did is she said, okay, I'm going to get to know this guy. And, and the truth is, is that there's no answer that I can say, here's what you do and here's how to make it better. Right. Because this is not your experience. It's your daughter's. And the most difficult thing is the fact that you have to be there and watch it. Now, there are some things that because this is your home, mm -hmm. there are boundaries that can be set about, you know, people, boys are not staying over until two in the morning. And yeah, if that rules. happens, then here's, you know, you're going to need to not uh, have him over or we're going to need to see him leave or, you know, there's going to be some um, consequences, natural consequences for making those choices. So I'm not saying you just throw up your hands and say whatever. Right. But the truth is, is that this is not, I don't know how old, how old is she? 15? 15. So she's a sophomore in high school. 
she may be going through something right now with this person that could end tomorrow or end in three or four months, right. but it's obviously going to be something that she learns from. Right. And what we can do is maintain that connection to her so we can continue having conversations about whatever challenges she's facing. My point is, is that we would like to say, well, I'm going to get super tough and I'm going to really, you know, crack down and I am going to really, you know, tell her that she can't do this or can't see that boy. But I think you know that that isn't going to work. Right. And what we want to make sure that our daughter knows in that time is how much she is loved, how much that we see her hurting and how much we are willing to be present for whatever pain she's in, that we are not going to push her away. We are not going to, um, you know, to make her feel shame. We are going to say, listen, we're awake, we're here, and we are watching. Right. And and at that point, um, and again, with the boundaries and, you know, having the discussions, I, I, I'm not quite sure that we can alter that anymore. Well, and it seems like um, my my take on this is it seems like this isn't like crisis. I mean, this is serious. It feels like crisis. This is serious, but it's not like, oh my God, my daughter's completely out of control. Right. She's made a few bad decisions. And it sounds like all of the advice that you just gave is is a good start. Mm -hmm. The only thing I would say is if there, if she starts to spiral and move even further away Correct. from where you want her to be, there's in my coaching practice, uh, I learned these things called mega strategies. And one of the mega strategies that I learned about is called the just pick three mega strategy. And it's basically where you pick three things with your partner, with your spouse, of the three most important things that this kid is going to do, um, you know, rules to abide by. One is, don't have boys can't spend the boys night. can't spend the night yeah. go to school right. and then whatever the third thing is and then let everything else and then give your son or your daughter the space to have other screw-ups but just not these three you know what i mean yeah that's interesting so it's and i'm very briefly going over it simply because i don't completely understand it right. don't know how to teach it yet but if that seems interesting to this listener shoot me an email and i'll give you the actual strategy you know with more details and you know i also want to say because todd kind of uh paraphrased what she wrote to us i think her initial thought was it sounds great everything you guys are talking about and all the things you guys you guys have said about raising younger kids i did this when she was younger mm -hmm. i've stayed connected i'm communicating well now she's 15 and all these things are happening yeah what and she didn't say what did i do wrong but i I think her whole point is, yeah, sounds great, but what do you do when this kind of stuff happen happens? And I think my advice is the same thing yeah. in that we can't control everything. Just because we stay connected and stay loving and stay open doesn't mean nothing happens. Right. And I think that's really important for everyone to understand is Todd and I are not naive or delusional in that if we do all these things, then our children will never have any problems. Mm -hmm. I'm counting on it because they're humans. Um, they will have issues. But my work, my job is to stay as grounded and connected as I can to them so I can help them through it and not make whatever challenges they're having even bigger. Yeah. Um, I'm not, I don't want to be the problem. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to not be. Right. I am trying to be the parent. 
um, who has the boundaries and who has the expectations, who has the conversations, but also has the love. Um, because as we know, the shame and the guilt and the fear may work in a moment, but it doesn't work over time. Yeah. And it, it causes a lot of, it wreaks a lot of havoc in the way they think about themselves and it pushes them away from you. So I say to this listener, first of all, that I'm very empathetic and you are not alone. Um, there are many parents who are experiencing what you are, even like you said, parents who have done what they consider everything right. Mm. Um, and you will get through this. Yep. This too shall pass and she will be um, – There, there is something to be gained. Well, and the last thing, most obvious thing is to also focus on the good. Yeah, what's she doing well? What's she doing right? Yeah. And put as much emphasis on that as the one thing she's doing wrong, which is sneaking down to the basement with the boyfriend. I mean, right. that needs to be addressed. But are you also addressing the fact that – She's waking up she's every waking day, up, going, she's going to, to school. Whatever it is. Maybe on her still doing sports, yeah. whatever she's doing. Yeah. So. Yeah, because that that's really the truth, you guys, that's I think hardest um, about adolescence and teenage years and even 20s, mm -hmm. and sometimes for people even longer, right. is sometimes poor choices are made. Yeah. And even if we said everything perfectly and gave the best lectures ever and we were loving and all that, poor choices are made. Right. And we have to figure out how to negotiate that and recognize it, but also see the good. Um, so I was going to do another question, but I feel like it might be too long and we're running out of time. Okay. But I do want to promote what we're doing on Friday. We have a show coming up on Friday. We interview a doctor. His name is Kenji Oyasu. And we actually recorded the interview already, but it won't be get posted until Friday. And I just have a quick clip from that interview. And he uh, started a practice with some other guys uh, for heroin addicts. Yeah. Because what we found out was that there's this middle ground, there's a niche that hasn't been met yet in, you know, for in people. Communities like in this. communities like this. And let me say this first, is the reason that, uh, you know, and we'll talk, you'll hear this when we play the show on Friday, but... Um, in, in our community, there was recently a death, a heroin overdose of a young girl, and it's and it's not the first. Yeah. Um, there's been a lot of things in the western suburbs of Chicago and everywhere, yeah. all over the country, um, heroin deaths and heroin addiction, and it's really scary, and I know that. Um, this guy, this doctor, Dr. Kenji, as Todd said, he started this clinic to actually help people. And when I say actually help, I don't mean that other people aren't trying to help, but it's kind of one of those systems where yeah. the help is not really available. And it's not what the patients need. Exactly. And not only does Dr. Kenji help people, but he's an educator. So he helps parents and you know people like us understand what we can do. Yeah. And so go ahead. So that's going to come up on this Friday. And so when we'll play 30 seconds, when you think it's about done, just okay. raise your hand. All right. But the fact is, once they get through that quote-unquote detox yeah, period, you still have the brain chemistry change yes. that you have continuous crave for the drug. So you have to look at it this way. Um, and th I, this is kind of simplifying it, but I mean, this is the best way I try to explain to patients. Yeah, please. So the, the, joy, the joy you feel, okay, say when you walk into a home and you smell fresh chocolate chip cookies. Yeah. You know, there's that little, oh, you know, in mm -hmm. the, uh, there's a tingle in your brain, there's a tingle in your chest. You go, oh, awesome. You know, it's Thanksgiving dinner. My family said that, that kind of joy you feel times 10,000 right. is what the opiate drugs do to your, that section of the brain. So wow. when you're that used to that kind of level for so long, now your body thinks, I need this. I need this to survive. So the crave is what, what gives people this compulsive behavior. You know, there, there are people who are living in guilt and guilt and shame all day because they use these drugs. And they... Good. Yeah. So 
That's, I think it's a 50 minute interview, 47 minutes. And uh, it was really. I learned a ton. Yeah. And not only that, but Dr. Kenji is a down to earth guy. Yes. And he is Thank doing goodness. some serious, compassionate work because it's not necessarily work that a lot of people want to do. Right. Um, and he shares that on the show about how many people are not willing to um, be helpful to people who have this addiction. Um, so anyway, please that'll listen. Be, that'll be available on Friday, January 8th. And then last but not least. Tournament of bad. Tournament of bad. My tournament of bad entry, sweetie? Yeah. I think this, I may have entered this into the tournament of bad before. So this is the second time? Or maybe not. You tell me. Book jackets. I don't remember, but I know you don't like them. I don't understand why anybody has them. Oh, they're fancy. But it's the same. First of all, the only book jackets that make sense are the ones that if you undo the book jacket. And it's a blank And it's a blank thing. I get it. But a lot of times the book jackets are the exact same thing as what's underneath it. Correct. What's up with that? I don't know. I I I don't, don't you, have does, a lot of comments. Doesn't that infuriate you? Don't you no. get mad at the world? No, I don't. But what I will say is that about mm, five years ago or so, because I buy a lot of books, um, I finally came to peace with throwing them away. I love throwing them away. Me too. Is I used to be like, oh, I have to take it off while I read it, but then I have to save it somewhere so I can put it back on. And I was like, who am I doing that for? Yeah, right. There's like a really weird, but there are some people that like to have their books look a certain way because they have a library and they like the library to have an yeah, appearance. but the book the thing underneath it is the same sometimes right for the ones that are just blank i get it right like maybe it's a it costs more to put that print right on the book itself right. versus a piece of paper that they're going to fold it in i don't know i don't know either but i uh, i like i said i do get rid of them now and we're having uh two for january we're gonna have four friday podcasts we are rolling in interviews just something that we i don't think we've ever done we have four and they're already all done right no two are done okay we have dr kenji okay and then we also have dr martinez okay and we're gonna talk about anxiety with him anxiety and then we have tara moore oh yeah for those of you who remember uh tara moore she was on our show a while back and she works with women and um you know she's just wonderful and we are going to have her on the show again, kind of, you know, taking it up a notch of what she's focusing on now. And we also have first-time author Charlie Donnelly yes. talking about his new book, Summit Lake. Yes, which is already – it hasn't even been released yet, mm-hmm. um, and it's already doing ridiculously well, if that makes any sense, yeah. like through pre-orders and all of his national reviews. And you'll know more about why we're choosing to have this not, this fiction author on yeah. as we get closer. So yeah. um, I think that's about all I have. Do you have any words of wisdom? Um, well, I think I've already gave them, but I just would like to say um, that I hope everybody has some good uh, thoughts for 2016, and I hope that you're reflecting back on 2015 with um, a big heart and an understanding that maybe not everything went well, but you made it. And not only did you make it, but you probably have some wonderful memories, and you can look forward to that this year, too. Not everything is supposed to go right, but if we can recognize what's going right... then life becomes a lot more warm and fuzzy that's my thing i'm just noticing more about you know yeah this part didn't go right but this part did you know you bet oh stop it he's looking at me he's kind of making fun of me um my thoughts are all our third partner is that bald-headed beauty jeremy craft that avid guy avidco.net painting and remodeling don't forget to come paint the house there's some serious need we'll get him on the schedule i thought we already did uh no 
Okay. I'm working on it. Okay. Um, and then lastly, my words of wisdom is keep on trucking. That's Just more wanna, concise than mine. I want to make sure I got that in. All right. Uh, Friday, Dr. Kenji, listen in. Adios. Have a great week. Bye. That's our show, friends. We hope you felt outstanding. And if you want to continue feeling this outstanding, go to zenparentingradio.com and subscribe to the podcast. You can also subscribe via iTunes. And while you're there, feel free to give us a kind review. You can email us at comments at zenparentingradio.com or you can record a voicemail by clicking on the send us a voice message link on our homepage with comments or questions. Don't forget our Zen Parenting Conference is on March 11th and 12th, 2016. For more details, go to zengetsreal.com. If you're interested in any of Kathy's three award-winning books, you can purchase through our website or through Amazon. We also do local presentations, virtual retreats, and movie screenings, which can be found by clicking on the events tab on our webpage. If you ever shop via Amazon, you can help us out by first going through the Amazon link on our homepage. It doesn't cost anything to you, but we get a small commission from Amazon. If you're interested in the tribe, the monthly men's group that I co-facilitate, you can go to thetribemensgroup.com for more details. Lastly, and most importantly, a special thanks to our three partners, Avid Company, Tree of Life Chiropractic Care, and John J. Kelly Dentistry. If you own a business and are interested in partnering with us, please send me an email at comments at zenparentingradio.com. Finally, we're grateful for your support and encouragement. We only ask that you give the same to yourself and the people you love most. Until next time.